Welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. It's a journey through the stories impacting rural economies and country lifestyles. Jay Madison's Rural America is also a production of Jefferson County Economic Development. Now here's Jay. Hey there, folks. This is Jay Madison with Jay Madison's Rural America, and glad to have you all joining us. Uh, hope that you have celebration plans for Earth Day. Uh, that's coming up, what is it, uh, April 23rd, I think it is, Sunday. So that's coming up very quickly. Ron, you're always celebrating Earth Day out there uh, every, on the farm. Every day. We uh, we live Earth Day every day, Jay, and what a beautiful week we had. Oh, my, I guess week. so. Can't argue with that, that no, weather. And from a farming perspective, so nice to get a jump on uh, spring work uh, yeah. during a window of really good weather like yeah, that. Yeah, well, we're paying the price a little bit this week. Yeah, not, but not too like bad. The, not like the upper Midwest. And uh, the pictures coming out of Iowa and Minnesota with uh, white. Uh, everything white yesterday Ouch. don't uh, mention that don't mention that yeah so we've we've dodged that bullet so far yeah well we have a very special guest joining us today uh to talk about earth day and agriculture and that is our new york state department of ag and markets commissioner richard ball good well hello there sir how you doing commissioner um, I feel great, and uh, so great to hear both of your voices, and great to chat with you today. Thank you so much, Ron and Jay, for this opportunity. Uh, we appreciate it, sir. We appreciate it, and uh, it's been a while. We ran into you in the corridors down there in Albany. You were busy working, and we were uh, seeing if we could cause trouble down there, and they, they didn't boot us out of there, so that was a good thing. That was the, the Farm uh, Farm Bureau uh px days they yeah, call it yeah so. i had to tell tell jay you know commissioner you, you're a longtime farm bureau uh involved uh person and farmer uh px days came from policy execution it was short for no, policy execution that. and jay after he come back he had no idea why they called it <laughs> i didn't PX know days. i and, didn't know <laughs> That's right. I haven't heard it called PX days probably 30 years. <laughs> yeah, wow. well, that was when we uh, we first yep. got started way back when, right, Commissioner? That's, that's right. That's yep. right. Pound of the halls. Yeah. Trying to find somebody to talk to about policy issues. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of water under the dam there. And see what happened to you, sir. You pounded those halls so often that you became Commissioner of Agriculture. That, see where that leads? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's called you forgot to duck. I think yeah. Be careful what you wish for, for sure, Commissioner. Boy. <laughs> but no, it's been uh, it's great having you on the podcast. And certainly it's going to be interesting to get your perspective here on some of the things going on in Albany and uh, especially talk about today uh, the great work that ag that farmers and ranchers do here across New York State in, in working with the environment, working hand in hand with the environment every day. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And Commissioner, before we get started into the conversation about all that, you know, a lot of folks that listen to the show here, they probably have heard your name many times and know that you are a commissioner and know you've been there since, I think, 2014. But they may not know your background, your farm background. Would you share a little bit of that with us, sir, before we get into the topics we want to discuss? 
Well, sure, Jay. Thank you. I'm, I'm a little dangerous on the topic. I hope you know, but, <laughs> but sure, happy to do that. Yeah, I, I, I like to say I was one of the lucky kids growing up that uh, knew we wanted to be a farmer at an early age. I was uh, milking cows with my grandfather when I was seven and uh, just fell in love with riding on the hay wagon and helping him. And I knew I wanted to be a farmer uh, way back then. And I think, you know, at the time, I thought it was that I wanted to be a farmer. I guess I realized today I, I really wanted to be like him. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. Because uh, they were just uh, a rural small town, rural community in the corner of Delaware County and Greene County. And uh, not too many, you know, back in those days, uh, small farms. Delaware County was one of the larger dairy counties back in those days. But uh, so anyway, I got the bug at the, that early age. Mom was the fifth generation on that farm. But they retired, sold the farm when I was uh, still only about 11, 12 years old. But I never lost that, that sight or that belief. And uh, so when I got out of high school, I walked down a laneway, knocked on the door, got hired, went to work on a farm. It was working with a bunch of guys that spoke Spanish. Fortunately, I remembered my Spanish from high school. And <laughs> boy, for a few years, I spoke more Spanish than English. Became a crew leader and uh, then manager of that farm eventually. And after a few years, we had the optimism and, and figured we'd learned enough uh, to get started. And we bought Skahiri Valley Farms. And uh, today, that was 30 years ago. And uh, now we've got three generations on our farm. And wow, that's great. A couple hundred acres of vegetables in Skihari, New York, and uh, ship product to uh, a lot of different places. And we have a retail market, kind of uh, similar to what you've got going on up there, Ron. And we have uh, uh, wholesale customers and retail customers. And, uh, and it was at that point that I was called and asked if I would uh, take this on. So I didn't think I wanted to, uh, but, <laughs> but you know, the opportunity to connect the dots between one of the greatest agricultural communities in the country right here in New York and a marketplace that doesn't know much about us, uh, at the end of the day, uh, was a deciding factor for me. So really glad to have a chance to, to do this and, uh, it's been fun. Well, we appreciate having you at the helm there in uh, serving agriculture in the, the many ways you have. So thank you very much, sir. Uh, very appreciated. Now, with, with Earth Day coming up, one of the things I wanted to focus on with you, Commissioner, is talking about the work of agriculture uh, to be good environmental, environmental stewards. Um, what are you seeing out there across the state when it comes to work by our farms to be good environmental stewards? You have your, your finger on the pulse of agriculture better than anybody here in New York State. What are you seeing? What is the trends? What's, what's happening out there? Well, you know, I think, first of all, I would preface what I'm going to say, what, what something my friend Zippy Duval, president of American Farm Bureau, has said, and that is when it comes to the environment and climate, uh, agriculture, we're not waiting to get to the table. We've been at the table, and we've been moving towards good climate outcomes for decades. And, uh, you know, come see what we're doing on our farms. We've been at the table. We've been waiting for everybody else to join us at the table. 
You know, that's very true. Play. That's very true. There isn't a, I don't know a farmer, and Ron is certainly a very good farmer, but um, there's not a day goes by you don't think about how you leave that farm better uh, this year, ready for next year. How do you leave the next generation ready to keep going in a better place? And so, you know, I think we've been doing uh, for decades um, good work, um, certainly here at the department around environmental stewardship. Uh, you think about uh, ag nonpoint and climate resilient farming and all those things that we were doing for environmental reasons, for water quality reasons. And now we have a chance to work on them and get the dual benefit of carbon sequestration and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. So I think, you know, everyone's a little cautious. There's just a huge amount of uncertainty in the ag community, probably more than I uh, ever remember. We've seen uncertainty around markets and we've seen uncertainty around supply and prices and things like that. But uh, with a national situation, with international situations, there's just a tremendous amount of uncertainty. But having said that, um, and having had the opportunity to be part of the Climate Action Council and work on um, together with the uh, that that group and representing agriculture there, um, I, I look at the work group that I chaired, which was the Ag and Forestry Work Group, environmentalists, farmers, fruit growers, vegetable growers, dairy farmers, researchers, academics, um, and coming to consensus about a good way forward for agriculture to not just lessen greenhouse gas emissions and reduce methane and, and improve soil health, but an opportunity to actually be the answer. And uh, so I see an opportunity with, with the climate effort here in New York to have agriculture actually benefit in a big way uh, by the things that we can do. The other, you know, work panels that were helping with the climate action work, transportation, housing, waste, energy, um, my goodness, the list there was just choking. Um, but we have actually an opportunity in agriculture to not be less bad, but to actually uh, be part of the solution. So. I think that uh, my long view is, and we've got to get into the details here, and we will this year with coming up with the program going forward. But I think agriculture is in a in a pretty good place uh, to benefit uh, from some of the actions we want to undertake here in New York. Uh, I would I would uh, you know absolutely agree that agriculture can play a very beneficial role as far as. Uh, helping address climate change issues, carbon sequestration, and so on. Absolutely. And you referenced something that uh, brought back a memory um, way back when, when I was in my soil and water conservation district uh, days. I remember when the environmental community and the agricultural community uh, here in New York State worked together on addressing the water quality issues, which... You know, it, it, don't take this the wrong way. Absolutely, please don't take this the wrong way, anybody that's concerned about climate change. But I think sometimes we we put climate change out there as the, the only environmental issue, 
and we ignore all the rest at you know because of climate change. And I think you know water quality you know still continues to be at the forefront of everybody's you know one of their major environmental concerns. And I remember back here in New York when the um, when the uh, uh, good Lord CAFO, yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. When the uh, confined animal feeding operations or concentrated animal feeding, whichever it is, uh, you know, when that started to be created, that was the environmental community and farmers working together to say, okay, we need to work together to come up with a way to make sure that agriculture is not contributing to water quality issues, and especially with animal waste and so on. And that was a huge effort. Well, Commissioner, on that level, how how are we doing? Uh, do you see, like, through uh, through the soil and water conservation districts and through the programs that Ag and Markets uh, has in place, do you see uh, those programs still being effective and farms using those to uh, help manage their their resources on the farm? Oh gosh, uh, absolutely. I had a couple of interesting opportunities, uh, Jay. One was with, uh, I was at a national meeting and met with the former USDA head of, you know, in his portfolio was soil and water conservation districts. And I told him what we were doing in New York. And he just said, oh my gosh, I wish all the states were doing the kind of work you're doing there. And just uh, two weeks ago, I had a chance to be with uh, all the soil and water conservation district employees at their annual meeting. I remember I those. You, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I've been with a more energized, more excited, uh, more positive group of people uh, in, in some time. And we had got to recognize uh, it was over 40 brand new soil water conservation district uh, employees. Oh wow! And so they're growing. We've gotten them in the state budget here, uh, more money every year for like the last four or five years, and we ask more of them every year. Yeah, yeah. They help us with our, you know, our New York Grown Certified program. They help us with expanding Ag Nonpoint, and they just do. They're the boots on the ground that make it happen in in our counties. And I just can't say enough about them. And the effort uh, that comes out of that um, is just a benefit to the environment and to all New Yorkers. So yeah. they're just awesome. And congratulations on getting them uh, increased funding, because I remember back in my days with soil and water, it was pretty stagnant coming from the state as far as that that uh, direct support to the operation of the soil water conservation district. So. Uh, congratulations on that. That's that's uh, many kudos for uh, helping make that happen. So very very appreciated. Along those along those same lines, Commissioner, um, you know it's really exciting to hear that about soil and water. And but as we look at agriculture uh, today, um, compared to 10, 20 years ago, we're seeing an awful lot of changes happen. You know within our ag district, ag uh, industry, we're seeing. Consolidation happens, certainly. Um, you know, we've seen supply chain issues really challenge agriculture at all levels, farming at all levels. Uh, we're seeing the cost of everything we do go up dramatically. And certainly as we, as we look at that consolidation, as farms tend to grow a little larger, 
uh, to stay profitable as we see the, you know, projects that are necessary, for instance, manure management, uh, soil health initiatives, those kinds of things all take on a, a different, you know, dynamic with, with those increased costs. Um, so having that extra funding certainly is vital. How do you see that going forward? Do you see that opportunity to continue to grow that kind of support from our state government? Um, you know, can we, can we see those challenges being met with support from our downstate legislators, uh, you know, and the executive branch here in New York? Well, that's, that's going to be the, the, uh, the question of the day, and that's really large part and parcel of my job here, <laughs> for sure, and Farm Bureaus, and it's going to take all of us pulling. But, yes, I do. I'm, I'm very optimistic. Um, I had an opportunity, Ron, to be with Secretary Vilsack a couple weeks ago in Washington, and we looked at – we were talking Farm Bill – and we looked back across the history of ag, which is, you look at the history of the farm bill, you're looking at the history of agriculture. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a couple of big events, you know, the, certainly the Civil War era when, you know, USDA was stood up. And then uh, you remember or hearing about, you know, when Butts was uh, the secretary and there was the realization that we didn't have enough grains being produced and enough corn being produced in the country, and we needed to shake up agriculture and, and look at uh, making sure we had enough things being grown in the right amounts to be on the on the grocery store shelves. When he, I think Nixon was president back in those eras, yeah, yeah, you know, it really shook up the ag world a little bit. And Secretary Vilsack and I were talking about how we're kind of at one of those shake 'em up points. In his mind, we have. The last year is going to go down as a record year for ag income, you know, just by the books. But the fact of the matter is that uh, so many of our farms, I think somewhere above 80% of our farms in the country have off-farm income mm -hmm. to help make ends meet. And we have, you know, even though we're going to have record income, it, it's not spread across the whole industry. And so much of the industry is really struggling a little bit, trying to keep up with those costs that are going up and trying to deal with consolidation, as you mentioned, and trying to figure out how to stay profitable and alive. And to his point that uh, he was making was that we have an opportunity with finding different markets for our farmers, expanding those markets. We learned some of those lessons during COVID-19, I think that we need to have better access in New York State for New Yorkers to our products that we grow here and that we keep this food system alive and growing. Um, and also, what can we do around the changes in climate that we see? And how can we use those programs to help offset some of the costs that our farms have? How do we reward a farm for good conservation practices, for sequestering carbon, for producing energy on the farm? And he sees very much in this farm bill an opportunity to shake up the farm bill in a way that can help our farms be more sustainable. And in talking with the governor, um, she's been very committed to that idea. And because of that, and my conver conversations with both the co-chairs on the Climate Action and Council, which are, of course, Commissioner Sagos at DEC and President Harris at NYSERDA, 
I like our chances. I think we have an opportunity to make energy on our farms and uh, get paid for doing the right things to sequester carbon uh, and have healthier soils. Uh, I see a lot of energy around the healthy soils. I just really do. I've always seen the benefit of it on my farm, and I know you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I see, I think we're in a good place here in New York. Uh, I really do. We have, as you know, we've got great soils. We've got great farmers. We get the best land grant system for ag education in the country. We have water. Um, we're not on fire like some states are, and we have this amazing marketplace. So uh, I think we can figure out how to coexist, and, and I think we can be the most sustainable state in the, in the country, frankly. I heard that from our dairy industry. That's what they want it to be, yep. and that yep. just astounded me. I just, that is so noble. I, I com- completely agree with that. Um, I think we can be the most sustain- sustainable uh, state in the nation. Uh, when it comes to agriculture, my only concern, and I'm, I'm just going to be honest here. My only concern with the, with some of the stuff I'm hearing and seeing is concern for uh, the reduction in the use of fossil fuels, which we do need to reduce that. But I am concerned about, okay, we've got all these food processors and their plants need natural gas or some other form of fossil fuel. And we're not there yet, and we're not going to be there for a while on how those plants are going to operate without those fossil fuels. So I just throw that out there. I'm not expecting it. <laughs> well, and I, I'll, I'll add, I guess, Commissioner, for your your two cents on this, is that when you talk about you know taking New York products and gaining access to market, processing is a huge piece of that. I mean, yeah. we can produce it. But we got to be able to process it and get it a form in a form that the market wants it. Um, everything from just simply, you know, washing and processing fresh fruits and vegetables to to actually taking something and raw and making it into something of, of value. You know, we we're fortunate to be home to well at least one operating ethanol plant and potentially another. Uh, coming back online in Fulton, New York, which, which you know, is a huge opportunity for our grain farmers and our livestock farmers with the byproducts that they produce. So that that processing piece, you it's know, big. I, it's big. And I don't want to lose sight of that and the opportunity to really foster that piece of growth in our ag industry here. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right on there. You know, I think and uh, had a good conversation with the governor and she uh, responded with an effort uh, that we've just begun, but we need uh, a responsive, resilient food system right here in New York. Right. You know, I don't want to go through COVID-19 and depend on another region, another country. No. And we learned that that processing piece was so key. And uh, so to that end, uh, we just had our first meeting last week. Jennifer Trodden, Deputy Commissioner Trodden, is, is heading up this effort for us. But uh, we call it a strike force. We have assembled all of the cabinet positions, all the commissioners of the agencies that have to do with welcoming a processing capacity into New York State. So it's DOT, DEC, Empire State Development and Ag and Markets actually hosts this, um, NYSERDA, and saying, you know, Department of Labor, 
Okay, we're going to attract, we, we want, we're on a mission to attract more processing capacity here in New York. We learned during COVID that not everything we had was in a translatable size, uh, family package, um, acceptable to our consumers. So let's look at expanding that kind of capacity. So we don't want to have one agency entice the company to come in here and have three other agencies uh, give them grief about being here. Right. So let's let's be proactive. Let's work ahead. So Commissioner Knight and I chair this, uh, and it's been uh, a great effort just on that processing piece. But obviously, along with that, we need the electricity, and we need the uh, the natural gas or the RNG capacity to keep those plants moving in a in a safe way, in an environmentally responsible way. Right. So yeah. You know, I, uh, dairy especially can really help in a big way here. Yeah. yeah, you know, and we're seeing we're seeing in the dairy side, Commissioner, you know, I'm sure you're seeing this where companies like Chimani who, you know, were quick to go to Idaho, um, right. you know, back uh, 15 years ago or so. But now they're recognizing with transportation costs, the, you know, the the how hard it is to move product across this country, shortage of truck drivers, uh, high cost of fuel, high cost of trucks and trailers, and the operating costs for those vehicles. Uh, they're starting to look back here and saying, you know what, maybe we need to move our processing uh, back closer to the people. And, you know, when you look at the dairy industry nationwide, you know, we've seen this tremendous growth of cows in, in places that are not around people. Texas Panhandle, South Dakota, Idaho, you know, maybe that's, that wasn't in our best interest to concentrate all those, all that production in a place that didn't have any people. And now you got to move that finished product to where the people are. So I think we're in a great spot if, if we can, if we can foster that kind of growth uh, here, uh, believe me, it would be a real win. And in my opinion, yeah. Yeah, well, I like your thinking very much. I totally. <laughs> I had a, a good conversation with someone that you and I both are good friends with, the largest uh, vegetable grower in the northeastern United States, and uh, also dairy farmer. And uh, twenty six thousand dollars round trip for a truck to California. Wow! And um, boy, that'll make you sit up and uh, think twice. Do we really need to be? out in the rural part of Western United States. Right. Great uh, as food. Maybe we need to be a little closer to market. Never mind the cost. But then, as you mentioned, the drivers, you know, we were short 60,000 drivers nationwide before COVID. Mm-hmm. Now we're short 80,000 drivers. And uh, and on top of that, think about the environmental impact of, of right. doing that. Yeah, running yeah. those so, trucks and and not just the fuel that the trucks burn, the blacktop, the tires, everything. Uh, I mean, that everything. to me, that is the 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 easiest place to impact the climate is there. Reduce to say, the reduce yeah, that reduce that footprint, footprint. transportation. Absolutely. That's Je- right. 
Yeah, good point. Thank you. Gentlemen, I'm going to shift this off to another topic because we have gone long. It's been yeah. a great conversation, but um, I've had people saying, hey, ask the commissioner about the ag budget and where things are and how things are going. So, Commissioner, I just asked you that question. Where are we at with the budget, and how how is agriculture faring? I know you had done a lot of work uh, to put together what looked to be a great ag budget. What What's happening? Well, you know, I, I, the crystal ball over in the corner of the office has gone dark for uh, a moment. <laughs> uh, That's a good was, political answer, Commissioner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I wish I could give you guys uh, a time and a date. But yeah. I was at the Capitol this morning and uh, met with our a number of our, both our ag chairs and, and, and some others. Um, I, we're late. There's obviously some distractions uh, in in uh, the legislature right now and the governor, but from our standpoint, the governor asked us to put together a budget. We did, and I I can say you know I don't think an ag commissioner in New York State has ever had a better budget than the executive budget presented by her to us. Uh, it's a very strong budget. It allows us to do all the things that we need to do and should do and can do, but it also invests significantly in uh, in our agricultural community. There's there's a number of things that are exciting. The talks are still going, and hopefully they're going to have resolution on this here very soon. But we've got you know just you know one of the couple of the one easy ones to grab here. You know we have a 30% initiative for our schools where. If a school will purchase 30% New York products for the cafeteria lunch, uh, then New York will increase the funding, you know, for all those schools uh, to a significant level, which is great. Is that is that beyond? Um, is that I'm trying to remember this. Is that beyond where uh, the previous reimbursement? Is there an increase in that? Yeah, well, as you know, most of the most of the school lunch program is USDA funded, right? And, and uh, or Department of Defense surplus, um, and and the New York contribution has been, I think, five point nine cents per meal for forty years, right? And basically, what we said is buy thirty percent of your products from New York State producers, and the New York share will be twenty five cents a meal. Uh, so that was a great initiative, and we talked to the governor, and she said, well, we should have a 30% initiative for all state agencies, not just schools, but all state agencies. So OGS, who does so much purchasing for the state of New York, and Office of Mental Health and Temporary Disability, all the agencies that procure food, uh, let's have them set a goal of a 30% product being bought from New York State. Well, we did the math. New York State buys about $1.5 billion worth of food a year. That's a lot. Agencies, yeah. And most of that food is purchased outside of New York. We estimate that if 30% was purchased within New York, we're talking an additional $400 million worth of business to New York farms. Oh, that's fantastic. That's just flat out exciting. Yeah. You know, the yeah. shift the purchasing, buy, buy more New York stuff and less of the stuff from outside. Well, we like that. We definitely like that. I, I don't know if you're uh, aware of it, Commissioner. Um, 
our county board of legislators last year allocated uh, some of the American Recovery Act funds that the county received towards growing our local food processing capacity. And we've had we've had really exciting success with that. And I'm hoping, uh, talk about budgets and waiting to hear on budgets, I'm hoping that our county board of legislators will do another allocation of those funds uh, where we can focus in, this time not necessarily just on food processing, but also on food production on our farms. So we're actually trying to do some of what you're doing and grow from the ground up our food production capacity here in Jefferson County. And the local people want to buy this stuff, so let's grow it. Yeah, that's awesome. Make sure to point out to you, there's also, uh, let's see, $50 million over five years. So basically, uh, you know, uh, $10 million for the next five years for uh, scratch cooking facilities. So maybe it's a for this is a scratch cook, cooking for schools K through 12. So say there's a BOCES uh, in the neighborhood or one school district that's doing a great job. Here's some money to expand what you're doing. Get the right equipment in the in the kitchen, uh, freezer capacity, uh, processing capacity. So you can buy that sweet corn, uh, those tomatoes, those peppers those agricultural products when they're in season and uh, put them in a, in a form that's able to feed that school district and those kids uh, throughout the school year. Oh, that's so this is one that excites me a lot. It goes hand in hand with the 30% initiative, but it's a way for, you know, let's start feeding our kids better. Yeah. And that's connecting them to food, to the food system. And uh, they'll grow up healthier and they'll grow up with an idea of what we do in agriculture. Exactly. And that's, that's important. Um, very important. And, and that scratch cooking a lot, of, you know, like if, you know, from my time in school, I remember, you know, at the school kitchen, they made everything right there. Now they don't do that. It all comes in frozen or whatever, and they just heat it up and hand it out to you. So if, if we can start to regenerate that cooking at the local level, you know, maybe not each school, but like you said, maybe a BOCES or something like that, if we can support that and regenerate that, I think that's a good thing for the kids, the schools, for the local economy, and so on. I think that's all a good idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, one thing that often a lot of farmers are pointing to in in this year's uh, ag budget is the uh, 20% investment tax credit uh, being refundable. Um, I know that, uh, you know, certainly for Ron, certainly for me, you know, when I see a refundable tax credit, I sit up straight and I start thinking about, you know, uh, that piece of equipment, uh, that opportunity to invest in the farm that's going to come right off my taxes and that, that I can start benefiting from, you know, next year. Uh, That excites me. And I think uh, making that, jumping it up to 20%, and making it a refundable tax credit, I think that's that's a way of saying, hey, invest in your business. Um, so I think I've heard an awful lot from from my neighbors about that opportunity. Well, Commissioner, uh, appreciate all of this. There was one last thing. It, it, we're running a little bit long here, but there's one last thing I want to ask you about is that 
the the Taste of New York program. Um, I believe that's something that you started here in New York State. And if I remember correctly, the anniversary for that is coming up. Yeah, it's been 10 years now for Taste New York. Wow. It's, it's hard to believe. Uh, I was uh, brand new and just figuring out Taste New York, you know, this this concept of being able to, you know, connect travelers both within the state and outside the state coming through here with uh, a sampling of what New York has to offer has just been so exciting to see that grow and take off. So we're going to be... Uh, Actually, I'm going to be in the North Country, Alexandria Bay, tomorrow. Ah, very good. We're going to all the welcome centers that we have around the state. Uh, we're going to be talking this up. We're going to be celebrating uh, the 10th year of connecting consumers with our, our farmers and our food processors. Uh, it's just been such a home run, and uh, that's fun to talk about. It's always, you know, farmers like to talk about production. And uh, we like to talk about being careful with costs, but when you can talk about adding to the consumer base, we can talk about growing the pie a little bigger. That's just fun stuff. And Taste New York has done that. Oh, that's fantastic. And I, I'll leave you with this one little note, kind of a, a fun little note and, and uh, lends itself to the success of the program. Uh, the baseball team that I, I help with, the Watertown Rapids collegiate baseball team, we're actually working with the Taste of New York folks up there at Alex Bay. And from my understanding, we're going to be featuring some uh, products through them, local New York State products through them at the ballpark this summer. So pretty exciting. And it uh, lends itself to the success of this program you created. Well, thank you so much for supporting it. <laughs> yeah. uh, sounds good. Yeah, that we're... We're very excited about it. So uh, very good, very good. Well, Commissioner, any last thoughts, anything that we've missed on your end? Boy, you uh, you always were good at asking questions, both of you, and I appreciate that very much. I would just say that, you know, in spite of the uncertainty and the challenges that uh, we can certainly find every time we turn on the news every day, um, I like our chances here in New York. You know, we really have such a special agricultural community. Uh, nobody makes cheese like we do. Nobody <laughs> That's for has certain. the land and the resources that we do, and nobody has the kind of market access that we can have. And so uh, I'm excited about our future. We just got to keep it between the rails and look forward to staying still growing here in New York State. Well, thank you very much, sir. Ron, any Parting thoughts? I just want to say how much I appreciate your hard work, Commissioner, and uh, certainly keep up the good work. It's uh, inspiring for me as I uh, look to transition our farm business to, you know, the next couple generations here to uh, to have that kind of foresight, um, you know, underneath us. And uh, certainly we look forward to continuing to invest here and uh, keeping our business uh viable going into uh, into the, the future here with the grandkids. Right. We're, we're on the same page there. Yeah. <laughs> As grandkids, that is, and uh, wanting to see this all work for them. Let's yeah. make sure it's a place where you can make a living at agriculture. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Je- Commissioner, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, really appreciate your time. And like Ron said, keep up the good work down there in Albany. And, you know, uh, we we really appreciate it. And it was good to see you in the halls there at uh, Farm Bureau PX Day, sir. So you have a great one. Well, thank you both. Stay in touch, and uh, we'll keep doing our best. We have an awesome team here. Thanks so much. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's a wrap. That was Commissioner Richard Ball, the commissioner of the New York State Department of Agriculture and Markets, and hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as Ron and I did, and make sure you come back right here to Jay Madison's Rural America. Thank you for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America. Make sure to join us weekly. If you have any questions about the show, call Jay at 315-782-5865. For more information, visit www.agricultureevents.com or jcida.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America.